You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Welcome, everybody, and good evening, good evening, good evening to you. You have joined us here on Authors Up, a forum for authors by authors. And we are very, very glad that you chose to be with us on Valentine's Day. We know some of you may have had a lot of plans, and some of you have planned to be right here with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> We're glad about it. <laughs> Uh, we are happy to have you as always, as always, and I'd like for my co-hosts to give you their greetings this evening. Ruth, you out there? I am here, and I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day, and thank you for joining us. All right, and how about you, Victoria? Hello, everybody. I'm here. I'm not going to say happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's from Valentine's, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, humbug. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm not quite sure how how to respond to that. I, that took me by surprise. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what. Not going to. Um, we go. We're going to put you in the box, then the penalty box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But we usually start our program by talking about our weekend review. So, Victoria, why don't we start with you tonight? You sure you want me first? Last week. (laughs) That's fine. I've had a quiet week. It's been, um, and I've been grateful for it. It's been back to work and, um, you know, working on still getting my stress back, still get tired sometimes. I'm telling you, COVID. Is, is something else. It takes its toll, but I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be here tonight, 
And I'm going to say I'm grateful to be here tonight with my go- – um, I'm go- not going to say golden girls. I'm going to call us the bronze girls. We're the bronze girls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just enjoying Jesus, my family and friends. I've worked a little bit on my journal, started my taxes, and, and, and said, okay, I'll come back to that. But um, just mm-hmm. um, taking it easy, and it's been, it's been a good um, week. I just thank God for each day and for every breath. So that's about it for me. So that's good. That was a good week. How about you, Ruth? Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a busy week. So last week I announced that I had taken my own challenge to write, you know, three books this year. And, um, you know, it was interesting because you know, I've taken my own advice and I've outlined it and I've prepared it. And then mm-hmm. I looked at the first chapter and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing <laughs> Um, No, but you know what? It it was good because I applied, you know, that writing challenge that we did, you know, I applied Mm -hmm. it and I was like, you know what? This isn't, I'm not sitting here writing a book. I'm just sitting here writing 500, 1,000 words a day, you know, on the days that I can. So, you know, if I do that within 30 days, the book should be done. So I'm like, you know what? And, and I think that was a good lesson, a good reminder that, you know, you're not, you're not building a house, you're building walls, you're building, you know, putting in windows, mm. doing things like that, you know, break it up into little things. So mm-hmm. it, it's not this big, you know, scary thing. It's just little goals that you have to meet. So it, it's good. been good, though. I enjoy writing. I enjoy writing, and I'm excited about the story. So. Good. Yeah. Yep. That's so that awesome. I like that. That that sounds good. I need to I need to stop looking at the whole house and start looking at some window panes. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> one room at a time. Exactly. One room at a time. A little more progress. <laughs> mm. But I've had uh I've had a good week also. Been a busy week. Okay. Been a busy week, but um I think I am going to do some reprioritizing. I think that's what mm-hmm. I need to do. And um Good work. uh sort through the nice versus necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, let some things go. I'm not getting yeah. the rest that I need to get. Uh mm-hmm. and I'm contemplating doing something with my uh with my Thursday night program. Uh, when Life Speaks, I've always done it. Um, I've never done it live. I've never done it live. Ooh. And I'm oh. being to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Like the uh, for any of you who come on and listen to the 8 at 8. So um, I'm right. being kind of nudged in that direction. So that's oh, good. That sounds that's good. good. I, I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. you. Mm. Yeah, because you always okay. look so pretty at eight and eight, and you're so vivacious, and <laughs> and then when you get to preaching, it just and when you get happy, I love it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it would be so, nice to see you. I love it, Victoria. <laughs> I am. <laughs> She's trying to make oh, up for the Valentine's comment. <laughs> No, I'm not taking that back. You have to excuse us, but this is who we are. This is what we do. I still say Valentine's Schmalentine, but okay. Anyway. 
Go ahead, Andrew. Tell us what the show is going to be about. That that does lead us into the show for tonight. (laughs) We're just going to. We're going to have some candid moments tonight, and we're just going to talk about, you know, February is considered love month. Everybody thinks of it as love month. Everybody uh, thinks of the romantic side of it and, you know, the hearts, the flowers, the candy, and all of those things. Um, And we just want to bring our own perspectives to this thing called love tonight, and each of us has a has uh, our own view, which we which we are going to share with you. <laughs> Some of us already have. We have already. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's going to be a fun night. That's that's one thing that we can say for sure. We love each other, and and we love yeah. the fact that we get together and have a chance to to share our thoughts with you. Like we say all the time, it's a forum for authors by authors, and Sometimes, you know, authors like to tell a story, and sometimes we just like to chat and and, uh, put our perspective out there on some things. So we're going to be talking a little bit about love tonight, what it is and what it isn't. And and, uh, we're going to start with Ruth. We're going to let her begin our little journey tonight. So, Ruth, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, thank (laughs) you. So I am... A uh, amateur historian, let me put it that way. So I <laughs> love history and I love looking up the origin um, of stories, of holidays, of all things like that. And I, I think St. Valentine's Day, you know, for all that it is, we have no clue all that it was. You know, as mm-hmm. one author put it, it's Beautiful fiction. Oh. Um, <laughs> the fact is, St. Valentine was no lover and he was no patron of love. And in fact, mm. this holiday had nothing to do with love. So what? it originated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen on. So Valentine's Day, in fact, originated as a liturgical feast to celebrate the decapitation of a third-century Christian martyr, or perhaps mm. to apparently Valentine was a very common name back then. So, you know, how did we get from beheading to betrothing on Valentine's Day? <laughs> so, wow. it better. <laughs> okay, so according to late medieval legend, there was a Roman pe- priest named Valentinus who was arrested during the reign of Emperor Gothica. You'll have to excuse me because some of these names are interesting. Um, And he was put into into the custody of an aristocrat named Asterius. Well, as the story goes, Asterius made the mistake of letting the preacher talk, and you know preachers like to talk. So (laughs) Father Valentinus went on and on about Christ leading pagans out of the shadows of darkness and into the light of truth and salvation, and Asterius made a bargain. If he could cure his foster daughter of blindness, then he would convert. So Valentinus took the challenge. He put his hands over the girl's eyes and said, Lord Jesus Christ, enlighten your handmaiden because you are God, the true light. And the girl could see. So according. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's faith right there. But according to the legend, um, Asterius and his whole family were baptized. They were believers now. 
The emperor did not like that, though, so he ordered all of them to be beheaded. Apparently only Van- uh, Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine was the only one to lose his head over this, but, you know, it, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice story, but again, it had nothing to do with love. He was a Christian right. martyr, and that was it. So, you know, part of the medieval legends that were repeated in modern media had Saint Valentine performing Christian marriages or passing notes between Christian lovers. You know, still mm-hmm. others had him romantically involved with the blind girl, and this is just—I mean, none of that was based in reality. And it was just a, a modern holiday is actually a Christian cover-up for a more ancient Roman celebration of Lupercalia, Lupercalia. So okay. going back even further than the 3rd century, Lupercalia originated as a ritual in a rural masculine cult involving mm-hmm. the sacrifice of goats and dogs and evolved later into an urban carnival. It sounds like fun, right? Mm. Um, it gets better. During the festivities, half-naked young men ran through the streets of Rome, streaking people with thongs cut from the skins of nearly killed goats. Um, <laughs> pregnant women thought it brought them healthy babies, so apparently they liked right. to watch. Um, um, by the 5th century A.D., the Pope denounced this rowdy festival. And even though they say there's no evidence to say that they purposely replaced Lupercalia with the recognition of St. Valentine, you know, this is part of their history. They replaced Easter was meant to replace the celebration of the Oster. The goddess of mm-hmm. fertility and Christmas was supposed to replace the festival of Saturnalia. So, most likely, right. this is where St. Valentine originated. But, you know, it's a romance holiday, so where did that connection come from? Jeffrey Thank Chaucer, you. author... <laughs> uh-huh. Stop it. So, author of the Canterbury Tales. He's the one that actually started it. He decreed February, um, the feast of St. Valentine, to the mating of birds. It seems that in Chaucer's day, English birds paired off to produce eggs in February. So the English nobility began sending love notes during bird mating season, and they embraced the idea of February mating. So apparently they only had sex once a year. Um, (laughs) Okay, so even Shakespeare embraced this. He wrote in Hamlet that Ophelia spoke of herself as Hamlet's Valentine. I did not know that. But in the oh. following century, uh-huh, in the following centuries, Englishmen and women began using February 14th as an excuse to pen verses of their, to their love objects. They brought it with them to the new world, and of course we were quick to capitalize on it. So mm-hmm. industrialization made it easier to mass produce illustrated cards with poetry. Then came along Cadbury, Hershey's, and other chocolate manufacturers mm-hmm. marketing sweets. <laughs> and yes. As we can see, the St. Valentine's had nothing to do with love. It did, however, have everything to do with God. And I think that that <laughs> is a good transition to uh, Andrea, because I know you have some words about uh, St. Valentine's Day. Well, I, I have a, 
I have a few words. Um, <laughs> number one. <laughs> See why I said Valentine's, Smalentine? Get all this money for one day for what? You know, you know at, the end, at the end of our program, we always say there's never a dull moment here. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, and then there is. Ruth, I don't know whether we're going to assign you history again. Again. <laughs> you got arrests and beheadings and you got some miracles thrown in there. <laughs> I know you didn't write the history, but boy, oh boy, oh boy. Tell you, look, the truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, I sure is. That is really, really something. Wow. And right, I had never heard some of that before. Wow. Uh-huh. No, neither mm. had I. Neither had I. That's really something. <laughs> but I, oh, um, wow. my, my words have to do with the fact that that we always, I, I, I think I'm safe in saying we always equate um, Valentine's Day with with hearts and candy and flowers mm-hmm. and right. roses and and uh, you know uh, what do I want to say engagements and rings and right. you know, yep. all, all things romantic all things romantic and right. I just you know I I got a couple of little verses and it says you may not have a boo and you may not have a bae, <laughs> but love is very much a part of your DNA. Fact is, before you can truly love anybody else, you have to have love, a love walk that lets you love yourself. So that, mm, that's where I want to start, you know. Just yeah, that's a good place to start. Not in a romantic relationship does not mean mm-hmm. that love eludes you because you gotta you gotta love you before you can love anybody else. And I always mm-hmm. think that if we would practice love from the standpoint of First Corinthians as it is written in the Message Bible, that mm-hmm. our relationships, regardless of whether they are romantic romantic relationships or not, mm-hmm. whether they are relationships with, with our children, with our friends, anybody that we draw in or pull into uh, that uh, relationship arena, it it doesn't have to be as difficult. It doesn't have to be as as trying. It doesn't have, you know, there are people that, that are in relationships that will break up right before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. can deal with the pressure of wondering, what gift do I have? Yes. What do I have yes. to give? Yep. You know, are we going to go yes. out? Do I have to pick a place? And, you know, what am I going to wear? And all of that. And that's just stress. And that's, love isn't about yes. stress on any level. Mm-hmm. Not on any mm-hmm. level. So I was looking, and, and I just want to read the First um, Corinthians from the Message Bible, and it says, love never, never gives up. Now, these are just pure and simple things. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Mm-hmm. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. That says that you, hmm. you just need to be satisfied and content where you are. Yeah. Love doesn't strut doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the best one for me. Doesn't fly off the handle. 
Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Doesn't yep. keep score mm-hmm. of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Take pleasure in the flowering of truth. Now here's here's one that'll test you. Puts up with anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. God always always looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. And love mm-hmm. never dies. Wow. Yes. Now, my question becomes, can we do that for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Wow. Can we cut ourselves a break sometimes? Right. And look for the best in ourselves, look for the best in our accomplishments, celebrate who we are and what we're doing, rather than being at a place of beating ourselves up all the time, putting ourselves under condemnation all of the time. Love is not a day. It's not about a day. It's not about Valentine's Day. Love is a a walk and a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's every day. Mm. I'm taking notes on that one. I got I got to walk in love. I've, I've got to have the kind of, of lifestyle where I don't have to stop and think. I don't have to think so hard about not flying off the handle. It just wouldn't be in me to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I give up on myself quicker than anybody else gives up on me. Mm-hmm. Where's our self-talk? Where's our self-care? That's all a part yeah. of self-love. We've got to be able to feel good about us. We've got to stop worrying about other people's opinion of us. Mm-hmm. We've got to give ourselves permission to make a mistake. When this says in, in First Corinthians, you know, love doesn't force itself on others. It doesn't have a swelled, swelled head. It never gives up. How many times have we given up on ourselves? Wow. When wow. we start out to do something and we start with the can'ts, I can't do it. I can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. I can't find it. I can't fix it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. Stop giving up on you. Start loving who you are. Love one another. That was the new commandment. New commandment mm-hmm. I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, if this is the way God loves us and he wants us to love other people, February 14th has no significance at all because it's every day. We're going to walk it every day. We're going to live it every day. And the other thing about it is you don't have to love me back. Mm-hmm. That's that unconditional kind of love. Somebody said, I love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> nothing you can do about it. <laughs> That's right. You know, because it, it takes away uh, the feeling of rejection. Yeah. And rejection is only one man's opinion. That's right. And, and sometimes someone will reject us, and we put ourselves... Under under a rock sometimes. We don't want to come out. We don't want to. We believe what is said about us. But if that's not what God said about you, mm-mm. File 13. Wow. 
Let mm. it go. Love it. Don't let mm. it press you and don't let it pressure you in a place that he never intended for you to go or who he intended for you to be. Joy. Find some joy. I had to find some right before this program. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank God. Thank God. We found it. And sometimes you've got to put yourself, you've got to put yourself in that good space. So I can yeah. give myself flowers and I can buy That's my right. candy. I Come can buy some nice fluffy socks and I can sit in front of the television. <laughs> I can binge watch with popcorn and butter dripping down to my elbows. Because that's what I need to do with me. So, no, I don't have a bay and I don't have a boo. <laughs> that's my part of my DNA. And I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to love those who are around me as best I can. And I will love me in spite of me getting in my own way. So, Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Come on now. Amen to that. <laughs> that was a good thing. <laughs> See, I, th- I told you when she gets to preach it, what I told y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so that, that, those are my thoughts on love tonight. So. So, Valentine, Schmalentine, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're up. You're up. But, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I feel about Valentine's Day that way. Can you love me the other 364 days? You know, it don't make no sense. Give me a big card and some nasty chocolates I don't like anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What you going to do February 15th? What did you do February 1st? That's true. You know, we don't wait till that day. And that's what, you know, bothers me about days like this. Because I have to admit, when I was younger, it did mean a lot because you watch everybody else's relationships and you watch um, the cards being given to everybody. Well, I don't have nobody, you know, and I want that. But mm-mm, mm-mm, it's not about that. <sighs> so I'm going to get off my soapbox about that. But what you said, Elder, in, in, your, in your reading, and I wrote it down, love doesn't keep score. That is powerful yeah. right there. That's powerful is, right yeah. there. Ooh. And I like, I like, and I don't, I don't mean to cut your time short, Victoria. You're fine. You're fine. Really, the way that First Corinthians in the Message Bible, it just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same um, impact for me in the other versions as it does in that Message Bible. And, mm-hmm. and and I just, you know, whenever I talk with people and uh, particularly people who are having difficulty in their, in their relationships, um, I always say, when is, when's the last time you read 1 Corinthians in the Message Bible? Because if you're doing those things on a daily basis, if right. that is your love walk, you can't be angry with that person all the time. Mm-mm. Right. You can't be can't at be. that point where where you know you you get that feeling that you do that you do have that you talked about Victoria, you know what what yeah. is February 1 through 13 and what's going to happen okay. February 15 through the 28th. You know, I I 
I want to be able to feel that for no apparent reason. Exactly, exactly. And you know, no we're on the same page. We're on the same page yep. because mine, my thoughts come from um, my book, um, When I Need a Word, God Speaks, and it's from um, um, my blog that I wrote in April of 2014, and it's called Love is an Action Word. Now, I'll read a few excerpts, and we can talk about it. I'll try to be really quickly. Um, and, the, and this is for the Message Bible, First John three sixteen to 17, and it's so deep. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed his life for us. You know, love begins and ends right there. This is why we mm-hmm. ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears, and you made it disappear. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Okay. So from the blog, I'm not gonna read everything, but I was just, uh, I was having some challenges with my my children as they were growing and changing, and I wrote more and more. I am convinced that love is more than a four letter word. Recent events in my life and the lives of those close to me have shown me how people can say they love you and then do quite the opposite. I have also seen acts of pure unselfishness being done and not a word was spoken. What motivates some to show love and others just to say it? Sometimes the way some people act towards you makes you declare that they could not possibly love you at all. But what I discovered to be fact is that love is present and real, whether you feel it or not. In my most unlovable state, God extended his love towards me and gave me a chance to live a new life in him. He did not base it on whether I loved him back or he didn't even care. He simply loved and protected me despite me. And then I wrote, I'll skip some of this down and I go, this thing is deep, my friends. We cannot say we love someone and then seeing them in pain or suffering anyway or going down a wrong path, do nothing. We cannot allow how we feel to prevent us from extending the same grace shown to us. Loving someone despite how dirty their sins are or what they do to us is not an easy task. This I know to be true for myself. Loving someone while you know they do not have your best interest at heart is a hard thing. How do you love when your first instinct is to run? How do you love when the hurt comes from those who are the closest to your heart? How do you love family members who say mean things, church members who are supposed to uplift you but fall down on the job, spouses who don't understand you, and then your children who are still immature or hurt you to the core? All I can say is Jesus. We used to sing a hymn in church whose lyrics say this, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So how do we do that? Focus on Jesus. Study his examples of love in the face of people he knew would betray and kill him. Focus on Jesus. See him heal people who he never saw again that we knew of. Focus on Jesus. Watch him heal the ear of one of the very guards 
sent to arrest him. Focus on Jesus. Ponder over him washing the feet of Judas and seeing Peter deny him. He still had words to comfort Peter's heart that restored him to his rightful place while he himself was incarcerated. Focus on Jesus. Hear him love a thief into eternal life right on the cross. My God, tears are rolling as I write this, and I begin to focus on Jesus. I pray right now for you and for me. I pray that God will give us the strength to endure and love someone out of their sins and into the place where God can use them for his glory. I pray I can do this, not just for my kids, but for everyone I come in contact with. Amen. Amen. Mm. So we got we just gotta focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Focus on him. And it's good. hard. It's hard some days. I tell you the truth. It is it is hard mm-hmm. to love when you wanna mm-hmm. slap. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you know, I'm but laughing you know, but it's really the truth. Well, it is, and and uh, it's it's not an easy thing to love until it becomes so much a part of you that you mm-hmm. just really don't think about it anymore. It's it's like when it when it was saying that um, what is it? Uh, there's one part in here. Always, always looks for the best. Love always right. looks for the best. If I could really do that, I mean, all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, the the effort wouldn't be there to do that. And mm-hmm. you do it without even realizing that you're doing it. Wow. You know, it's it's like the habits that we form. They get to a point where where it is just what you do. It is just who you right. are. And I right. think that, you know, that was the thing about our father. You know, he just he just loved us. And he turned yes. everything back to that. You know, everything that happened, every you know, the things that were bad, the things that were meant for evil were turned back into places of love. Amen. And that's what Amen. we got to do. That's what we have to do. We have to figure mm-hmm. out a way to do that. And, then and it doesn't matter the relationship. It doesn't matter relationship. It doesn't matter absolutely. who it is. It has to mm-hmm. be done in every aspect of our lives. You know, mm-hmm. that, that boss who gets on your nerves, you know, we still have to show love because of who we claim to be. That's right. And how many times is it that you show love to someone that you don't even know? You can mm-hmm. show love to that stranger. That's mm-hmm. right. They may never know your name. You may never know theirs. But there is something that happens within you when you have an opportunity to show the light and love of Jesus Christ to a stranger. Amen. Mm-hmm. There's something Amen. different about it. Amen. And that's when you know you're carrying the love of God. That's, that's right, when man. you know that it's a lifestyle. That's it's it. Just a day. That's it. It's a lifestyle. No, it's not just a day. Love is an action word. I tell you, 
Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, yep. I, so I'm not, just for the record, just for the record, I am not against <laughs> Valentine's Day. And on a whole, I'm not. <laughs> we know. I'm against, the, I'm know. against spending billions of dollars for this one day, and then you go back Glad to business as usual. That That's what I'm against. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm against. Glad you cleared that up. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I love you, my bronze girls. Thank you for being my friends. Travel down the road and back again. <laughs> so you get you get everything on, on on offers up. You get singing. You get entertainment. <laughs> yep. Where can you find all of this in one program? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> and to get Jesus to the Golden Girl. <laughs> Ruth, you got a tip for us tonight? I sure do. So our tip tonight is around the second draft. I know I've talked about the first draft. Let's talk about the second draft tonight. Mm -hmm. And actually, this should be the stage that uh, you, Victoria, and Andrea should be with with the books that you wrote for the uh, NaNoWriMo challenges. So, you know, you've finally completed the first draft of your novel, but Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily ready for the final editing. What do you do? So here Mm -hmm. are some tips to get your draft ready for the next stage. So take a break. That has always been my thing. You know, I write through November, and then in December, I walk away from it for a month. So you want to go through your draft with fresh eyes. Creating distance between you and your personal work can give your mind time to reset and detach from particular ideas, especially if they don't, you know, fit. You'll be able to look through it, you know, and see it from a different angle than you did last time. So Mm -hmm. uh, the next tip, understand your chaos. Your first draft Mm. got your ideas down and hopefully created a loosely structured beginning, middle, end. Well, now it's time to go through the whole thing. It probably feels overwhelming, but you'll be able to cut through those things, add others, and start things start going, you know, off course you can reconfigure. But just understand that, you know, it's like you're putting a puzzle piece together and you may have to put, you know, something in Chapter 2 and Chapter 5 and move things around. That's okay. So it's, it's organized chaos. Um, break it up into separate goals, what I was saying earlier. You don't have to comb through your second draft from beginning to end. You can just break it down. You know, you can go through, um, uh, address each element of your first draft. You can divide and conquer. You can look at... Um, you know, certain ideas or certain chapters, however you want to do it. It's just whatever you can do to solidify, you know, all the elements and then piece them together. Um, Track your narrative. Read each plot point or chapter and see if the narrative tracks. See if your story flows. Are your character goals clearly defined? Does each new chapter feel connected to the last? It may be a rough version you're going through, but these elements should be in place in order to help you you know, analyze it accurately. So, you know, make sure there aren't any redundant ideas. Just, you know, track your story from beginning to the end. And this goes for nonfiction as well. So just mm-hmm. you, whatever story you're trying to tell, just make sure that it's flowing. 
and then don't proofread it until the end. You know, it's tempting to go back and fix all the errors, any twos and there, there, and there, but, you know, leave it until the third or fourth stage because it might be that you end up taking it out completely. So those are some tips to help you get your second draft ready for the next stage. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. I will hey. have to take that to heart. Well, I think we have, I think we have, I didn't time us tonight, ladies, but I think we just are about at the end of our program tonight. Uh, anybody so. have any any final words that they want to say to our listeners before we get off the line tonight? <laughs> Go ahead, Ruth. <laughs> well, I was just going to say happy Valentine's Day, whether you are loving someone else or loving yourself. <laughs> That's the important yeah, like part. That. Doesn't matter where the history came from. Doesn't matter <laughs> all the corporate stuff. Just love yourself and love the one you're with. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. Good advice. I like yeah. that. Love the one you're with. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's it. My you final remarks are. Yes, I do. You know, again, I'm not. Um, against Valentine's Day. So I hope whatever way you enjoyed, you, you had today, you enjoyed it. And that we just remember to show love, like we talked about tonight. Just remember to show yeah. love to those we come in contact with and be a light to those that we, we are around. You just never know who may need you and the love that we have. And, then, you know, just, let's just all continue to pray for each other because, you know, like I said, and, and just being transparent, some days it's just really hard to love, even those close to you, when you you know mm-hmm. just just going through some things and it's just hard to love. So um, I'm praying tonight that I that that this will strengthen somebody as it has strengthened me tonight to keep on loving, Absolutely. being kind, and doing what God has told me to do. So thank you guys for joining, and we'll see you next week. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson-Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.